Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. I think they played that for you, David. I think they came back with the bump just for you, because you are a confident man. <laughs> How are you today? Very kind. I'm tremendous. How are you? Great. This is David Hochberg. You know him from Team Hochberg, Homeside Financial, 5-6 David, Home Sweet Home Chicago. He's got a lot of titles and uh, joins us to talk about everything that's happening, not just with mortgages, but with real estate and some of the... Some of the diagrams that you sent me about what's happening in san francisco seem absolutely crazy let's talk about that yeah typically what happens on the coast works its way east so san francisco has been overpriced uh lisa for at least the past six years right yeah the tech boom out there all the tech uh, all the tech uh, jockeys went out there and started buying real estate and you were buying uh 800 2000 square foot condos going for $2 million. It was right. just, it was insane. It was, it was out of control. And what's happened is, is that you've seen a decrease in the San Francisco real estate market by, uh, it's a percent. So it's a 20% decrease off the highs. So typically what happens in California slowly works its way across the country. And, um, you know, we're expecting it to hit in the Midwest sometime soon. Uh, you know, we can see the, meteoric increases that the California market saw. But uh, when you start seeing the tech industry pull back because of the higher interest rates and a lot of companies are pulling out of and a lot of homeowners in California are pulling out of California just due to the high taxes and the other stuff going on there, they don't want to be part of uh, that San Francisco market anymore. So they are moving out of the city. Note to Mayor Johnson, take a look what's going on in, in San Francisco with the with the ten cities and all that stuff, and the, and the homeless, uh, that's what a lot of people are moving out of of San Francisco. Not from what I'm saying, it's just from the stories that I'm reading. Right, the people don't feel safe that live in San Francisco, and they're moving out of the city and going to other areas. And some are just moving out of the state altogether. Negative equity. Boy, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. So when you buy at uh, 1.5, and the story that I forwarded to you was that somebody bought. I think in 2006 at $1.5 and now the place is, um, and they put 20% down, and now they owe more on their home than what their home is worth. So they're going to have to bring money into the closing, if they have it, to um, to get rid of that house. And we saw this back in 07, 08, 09 with all the short sales, right? And the if you think you're going to get away with short the federal government of money, by doing your short sale, when you have money in your checking and savings account, they set up an entire task force to track all that during the housing collapse in 07, 08. You could Google it, um, and you could read up on it if you're thinking of doing it. They know that you have money in your account when you do a short sale, and you're supposed to be doing a short sale because you have economic hardship and don't have the funds to bring in to cover the shortage, right? So they did go back after homeowners that tried to get away and play that game because they went in and saw how much money you had in your checking and savings account and realized that um, that you were able to bring in the money that you didn't 
and they penalize the homeowner after the fact. Well, let's yeah, face so it, a lot of people overpaid around here in the past couple of years as well because there was the whole frenzy. And, and so people are sitting on houses that are not worth what they paid for them. They were paying 25% above asking price just because they had to get into that house. Well, sure. And, and it's a little different here, right? We haven't seen the massive job uh, deterioration as, as the San Francisco market and the California markets have. You're, you're still seeing inventory. Talk to any realtor out there. Is the market softening? Sure. The market is softening the 7%, 8% mortgage rates. Of course it's going to soften. There's going to be less borrowers out there and buyers, prospective buyers out there that can handle the higher payment at the higher interest rates. But you still have a lack of inventory in this market due to the fact that, you know, and we've talked about it in nauseam on this show and other shows on my show, unless you're getting divorced, somebody passed away, you're retiring, or... Um, or you have to move because your family is just blowing up out of, out of the space that you have, or you're relocating to another state, uh, you're not leaving your home because uh, you don't want to leave your 2 3% mortgage that you got during COVID. So you're, you're kind of landlocked, and that's what's putting a crimp on the inventory right now. So here we, we haven't seen that much of, a, of an erosion, of a deterioration in the pricing and of the values, and I don't think we will, to be honest with you. There's just, you know, there's no major home tracks being built at 100 to 200 units at a time, like we saw back in the day during 03 through 07 until everything fell off the wheels, until the wheels fell off the tracks in in 08. So I don't think you're going to see a 50 to 60% collapse like we saw back then, but you you will see a pullback. And and, and those people who, and those listeners that bought and have the two and 3% loans, they're not going anywhere anyway. And then when the rates come down, um, there'll be a, a you know a pent up demand to buy homes, and people that didn't afford couldn't afford to buy a home in the sevens and the eights. When hopefully they hit the sixes, will be running towards the market to buy homes, which will put prices back up. But when a house does go on the market around here these days, it goes pretty quick, right? Yeah, under a certain price point, you talk to any realtor. Once you start getting above eight nine hundred thousand dollars, it becomes a little bit more of a challenge. But anything within the two to five to six hundred thousand dollar range, if it's priced right, it's in good condition. It's going to sell. It's going to be efficient. It's going to sell quick. Because again, lack of inventory. Yeah. Let's talk about new home sales. And I sent you a text message that came in, and subprime auto yeah. borrowers. All that coming up next. David Hochberg is with us. You can always find him at five six david dot com. Yeah. Mary's got to check on weather and traffic. Seven twenty WGN. Thanks for joining us. It's three forty nine. David Hochberg's with us. Team Hochberg, host of Home Sweet Home Chicago on Saturdays. Uh, David, a few few questions coming in. You want to answer a few, or is there another you want yeah, to bring it up? Okay, here you go. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. By the way, please ask David why some HELOCs force you to take money out. Is it based on a percentage amount of the loan, or is it certain lenders? Yeah, certain lenders, it's a great question. Certain lenders will offer our listeners a teaser rate, a lower rate if they take a small portion of money out. Sometimes it's it's 10,000, sometimes it's 20. It it's dependent upon which which bank um, lending institution our listeners go to to get a lower rate. It's sometimes a quarter, sometimes a half, and also certain certain big banks will offer a further discount if you not only take out a draw during the first month when you close the loan but also tie 
your payment to your checking account in order to make an auto payment so they don't have to run after you for the payment. The the good part about it is, right, if you if you have to take out $20,000, okay, $20,000 at, at 8%, $1,600 divided by 12, comes out to like 130 140 bucks a month during the first month, right? The good news is you could take that 20 25000 whatever you have to pull out, and pay it back into the bank ASAP so you don't have to pay interest on it after the first month, right? So, yes, you'll pay an extra maybe a hundred, uh, you know, depending on how big your lot, you know, your loan is, um, you know, a couple of bucks during the first month if you don't need the money, but then if you put it back right away, you'll get a lower rate and then your overall payment during the life of your loan will be a lot lower. Uh, so that's no- why they do it. Okay. Another question for David on that 1% offer for the down payment program that you're running. Is that good for purchases in Indiana? Yes. Yes. You have to meet certain income requirements and uh, certain certain requirements which are too difficult and long to go over on the phone because there has to be a certain area median income that the borrower has to uh, pass a threshold that they have to meet, which we can, and there are thousands of different, you know, tens of thousands of different area median incomes in the United States that we have to find out the address in the area that they're looking to purchase and we can run through the computer and tell our listeners if they qualify for that program and other programs that are available. David Hochberg is with us this afternoon. Uh, one of the things we talked about was new home sales. You know, I, I get real estate emails at least five times a day. I love to see everything on the market. And boy, they're popping up in Elgin. They are building up Elgin in South Elgin. How are those sales going? Yeah, we, we got a, a report today, and it's it's kind of weird because uh, builder sentiment is point since since January. Now we got numbers out today that new home sales surged to 12.3% month over month in September. Largest jump since uh, August of 2022. Um, rates are above 8%. So first-time home buyers, uh, it's a 23, you know, it's a 23-year surge in, in in interest rates. So it's kind of it's kind of weird that you see a new new home sales surge 23 12.3% when we're at 23-year highs. And I got into the industry 23 years ago, so I'm, I'm fully aware where we were. We are where we were when I got into the industry 23 years ago. And what what's driving this, right? So you've got new home sales surging at 12%, 12.3%. you got a home buyer sentiment at its lowest level since January. So it doesn't make sense, right? So how are these home buyers moving all of this property? Well, what they're doing is they're taking part of their profits and incentivizing buyers with closing cost credits, which I've been a huge proponent of and have been promoting that on the on the radio uh, for years. They're, they're, they're giving closing cost credits to buyers, and the buyers are using those closing cost credits in a number of different ways. Number one, to cover the closing costs and prepaids. Number two, to go into what's called a 2-1 buy-down, which has to be financed by the seller, in this case, the builder, where you could buy the rate down two percentage points during the first year, saving yourself a ton of money, one percentage point off the note rate the second year, and then the third through the 30th year, you're at the regular note rate. So if the note rate's at 8%, your first year would be at 6 the second year would be at 7 and if you're hoping that rates would drop sometime in the future, the unused portion of those buy-down funds, if we originate the loan, because our buy-down agreement clearly states all unused portions of the buy-down funds gets refunded back to the buyer. So what does that mean? That means 
if rates drop next year and you only use 12 months of the buy-down funds, you have a full year's worth of those funds that gets applied towards your payoff and, and lowers your, your, uh, your, your principal balance. So it, it's weird, right? You know, we're hearing all of these bad things out there, but who, new home sales surged in, in, you know, throughout the United States by over 12%. So keep an eye on that. And what does that mean to homeowners, right? If the builders are doing that, homeowners, instead of a price reduction, closing cost credits to entice buyers to buy your home is coming back, and, and, and the pendulum has swung, and the hammer is now in the buyer's hand. It's not so much in the seller's hand anymore. You know what? So many times people are buying or selling a home, buying a home, and the realtor goes, uh, this is the mortgage person I use, and they go with it, and they sign the paperwork that's put in front of them. They do not, at closing, have time to read all of that. So tell everybody the importance of choosing your own mortgage person. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're spending a hundred, three hundred, five hundred, eight hundred million dollars on on that home, and all because your realtor tells you that you, you know, this is my mortgage guy or gal. You know, you're the one that's putting down a ton of money to buy that home, right? And you're the one that's going to be financing a large number, probably the largest amount of money that you've ever financed in your life, in a lot of our listeners' lifetime. It's your decision. Not the realtors, not the not the sellers. It's your decision who finances the mortgage on the home. So if you want to call, you want to call us, great. You want to call another lender, great. You want to call your bank, that's been great to you, great. But you do not, absolutely, do not have to use the realtor's preferred lender in any way, shape, or form. It's your decision. You're buying the house. It's your decision who you choose. If it's me or somebody else, who finances that home? Uh, 855-56-DAVID. He didn't give the number. I'll give it for him. 855-56-DAVID. Okay, got about 60 seconds left. What else do you want to cover before I let you go? Well, here, what I just want to talk about is the the percent, the amount of consumer loans. Okay, those are the consumer loans from companies like uh, Best Egg and, and Lending Club and uh, and One Main and Upstart and uh, Discover, SoFi, Best Egg. Those, those small loans, those consumer loans have increased since COVID started in March of 2020 from $1.6 billion, billion. It's now up to $1.9 billion. And those loans, we just talked with a, a listener at $85,000 worth of those type of consumer loans that was costing her and her family $3,000 a month. Before we came back into the segment, one of my commercials ran, and you said that sexy low rate. Yeah. She had a 3.5% 30-year fixed loan. Right, one hundred thousand dollar thirty year fixed loan. She had eighty five thousand dollars, costing her three thousand dollars a month, the equivalent of a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage payment. So when I say you know, take a look at your sexy rate, you have to look what's best for your family. Mm-hmm. And if it's best for your family to refinance that debt into a new loan at a much higher rate but a much lower monthly payment, going into what we're going into, you have to take a look at that and put your family in the best defensive position to get through what we're about ready to go into, which is not real pretty. So if, if you want a free consultation, we'd uh, be more than happy to talk to our listeners about it. And a big show this weekend after uh, NU football. We got we got preempted by NU football, so we should be on around 2.30. Your, your girlfriend, Sarah Leonard, yeah. from uh, uh, Sarah Leonard Legacy Properties. We got the IRS radio answer, Stephen A. Lady, 
the Bug Lady, Janelle Iacchino from Rose Press Solutions, and Mike Epping from Center uh, Route 230 after NU football on Saturday. All right. David Hochberg, Home Sweet Home Chicago. That is Saturday. You heard what time. Uh, you can find him at 56david.com. Steve has your news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We're Chicago's very own.